Allie Bonner, and welcome to QueenCast, the show where we interview badass queens about body image, business, and beyond. Hi, you guys. Um, Okay, so I have tried to record this intro about... 2000 times maybe maybe 2001 and i'm just sounding so creepy in everyone i'm just like hey guys like i sound like a phone sex operator so i apologize i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go for it i'm just gonna send it full send you know one take wonder here we go if i mess up whatever we're human um but today i want to talk about exercise working out fitness movement whatever you want to call it it's so important in the wellness arena and just body image, food, it's all so deeply intertwined. Um, And, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So I'm sure a lot of you that maybe have found yourselves obsessive about what you eat in certain ways have also noticed that sort of transferring over to um, working out and, you know, obsessive about exercise and all of that. So I have been there. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about, number one, my journey with exercise and my past um, with exercise addiction and using exercise as a purging mechanism, so something called exercise bulimia. Um, I'm also going to talk about how I really healed my relationship with exercise um, and how I just kind of figured out that it wasn't serving me, um, sort of this quarter-life crisis moment. And then I'm going to share some tips for you on, um, if you're struggling listening to this, you know, how how you can heal your relationship with exercise. Okay, so just to start, I grew up in a very active household. Um, I mean, both of my parents were triathletes. I remember waking up on Saturday morning and just wanting to like chill, you know, wake up slow, watch some cartoons, typical kid stuff. And my parents were like, no, 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 get your running shoes on. (laughs) We're going on a family hike. We're going on a bike ride. Um, And in hindsight, you know, I loved it. Like I I was super active. I loved being outside. Um, But it did kind of instill, and I've talked about this before, it did kind of instill this um, sense of I couldn't, I had to earn my rest and relaxation, right? So I had to, you know, get a tough workout in and then the whole family would kind of sit around in the afternoon and hang out, um, which is totally fine, you know? It does feel good to relax after you work out, um, but it also kind of instilled this sense of, you know, working out is, it it placed a lot of morality on movement um, and just a lot of emphasis and energy on the fact that exercising most days out of the week was really positive. And as I mentioned, I was super active, right? So I'm playing a ton of volleyball. I remember freshman year, I was a long distance runner on the track team. Um, And freshman year was really when I lost a lot of weight. I think it was just, you know, I went through a little growth spurt. This was pre-eating disorder, kind of right around the time my eating disorder started. Um, But I was just so active. I was doing, you know, two hours of volleyball practice, an hour of track practice, you know, running multiple miles a day. And I remember sitting in my English class and my tailbone was so bony, I had no fat on my ass, (laughs) that it was just digging into the plastic chair and it was so painful. I I remember that so, so vividly. It's wild. Um, And going into sophomore year, you know, I quit track because I was 
I didn't really love running ever, which is something else we can talk about. Um, you know, I liked being active. I liked moving my body, but I never felt like really just a runner. You know what I mean? Never got a runner's high. Um, so I quit track and I kind of just stuck with volleyball. And I also was going through puberty, you know, somewhat at the same time. So like sophomore year of high school. Um, so I noticed, you know, my boobs started to grow a little bit, started to gain a little bit of weight. Um, at this time too, I think I was binging a little bit. I was starting to kind of, you know, restrict and binge um, my food. And so probably was gaining a little bit of weight from that. Um, but really just made, connected the dots that, you know, gaining weight is because I quit running, right? So immediately I'm like, I have to start running again. So that was kind of the first red flag where I was like, okay, now I'm correlating exercise with weight and with my worth too, right? It wasn't like, you know, before I loved volleyball. I loved, you know, running with my parents because it was just this really nice mental release for me. Um, it was a way to burn off energy and just feel good in my body and just to sweat in a very wholesome and, um, yeah, just mentally nourishing way. Um, that was out the window. All of a sudden it was, I have to start running again because I have to look a certain way. I have to burn calories, which you can even just tell listening to this, like the, the energetics of that, it's so different, right? It's, you know, the first thing that I said is just such a, a nicer, gentler, more intuitive approach where, you know, when you're thinking of exercise as just burning calories, it's really stressful. I mean, it gives me anxiety just talking about it. So let's change the subject. So I want to get into this topic of exercise bulimia. If you haven't heard of exercise bulimia, it's essentially a way to purge after overeating or binging um, in a way that doesn't involve traditional vomiting, which is usually um, the purging mechanism for bulimia. Um, and instead, you basically exercise to kind of burn off those calories and um, purge the amount that you overate, if that makes sense. So um, for me, you know, Fortunately and unfortunately, um, at the time it, very, it felt very unfortunate, but now I'm very grateful that I couldn't throw up, um, but I was never able to really make myself throw up. I tried many, many times, uh, which I talk about in past episodes, but I just never was successful at it. Um, so there's that. So I had to find another way to quote unquote, you know, burn off these big meals when I was binging and overeating um, during this time. So I turned to exercise and I just remember, you know, ugh, feeling so much pressure and so much anxiety if I didn't work out that day and, and really correlating, you know, if I got a workout in, then I deserve to have a dessert, right? Or deserve to have something quote unquote, you know, unhealthy or unclean. Um, but if I didn't work out that day, then I had massive anxiety. Um, it almost felt like I had restless leg syndrome in a weird way. I remember even mentioning that to my mom because I was so fidgety. Um, and I just felt gross if I like even, you know, cross country, uh, flights. I remember sitting on airplanes for, you know, more than just an hour. And I felt just like I was gaining weight, just sitting on the airplane. I actually never even talked about that before, but it just came to me. Um, so sad. And so I found myself, you know, overeating, binging, and then going on these multiple hour long, um, runs or walks or just exercising in any way I could, um, to kind of burn it off. So fast forward to college, I'm, you know, partying a lot, probably not treating my body the best, staying up late. And I remember using 
running in particular, but working out really in any form um, as a way to kind of repent for my alcohol sins. And, you know, if I was hungover the next day, I forced myself to go for a run. I forced myself to work out um, just to really burn off whatever I had eaten the night before or, you know, my alcohol calories. Um, I felt like if I didn't work out when I was hungover, um, then I just felt like total crap and I was depressed and miserable for the rest of the day. Um, and it was crazy because, you know, when you're hungover, the last thing you want to do is work out. And for sure, if you're a little hungover, it does help to kind of sweat it out. I agree. But, you know, this was college. I was like deathly hungover. Um, and I would force myself to go on these runs and just like, I mean, I remember vomiting in the bushes a couple times <laughs> because I was like making myself run. Um, and I also, speaking of kind of this, bulimia train. I also remember, I'm sure some of you have done this or experienced this, but, um, you know, getting, making myself drink more just so I would throw up if maybe I had. So for example, whenever I was drinking, obviously your inhibitions are down and, you know, I would overeat and I would eat things that I typically wouldn't allow myself to eat because I was drinking. And because I felt so guilty about that, I would actually make myself drink more, um, to get more, you know, to get drunker. And then I would kind of, it would, it would be easier for me to throw up that alcohol and that food at the same time. And so then the next day I didn't feel as bad about eating all of those foods and that calories, which crazy. I mean, that is basically, that is bulimia. Um, so I guess in a sense I was successful at that, but yeah, just thinking back to these practices that I felt like were so normal and I felt like, you know, the media really made them feel like exercise was the sole reason to exercise was burning calories, right? And I think we've also seen the narrative sort of shift in the media too, um, more towards a more intuitive movement type of um, space, which is so beautiful and so um, supportive and awesome. So huge fan of that. But I want to get into how I started to realize that there was an issue and the way that I was exercising wasn't serving me. Um, and I know if you're listening to this, it's like, no shit, Sherlock, like that sounds terrible. But if you're ever in it and really deep in it, um, it's hard to explain, but you know, I really felt like that was the only way to be skinny and be thin and happy and healthy. Um, and I also correlated so much of my self-worth to exercising. And as I mentioned, if I didn't exercise, I felt like a total piece of shit. So I was pretty deep in it and I couldn't really dig myself out of the hole enough to zoom out and see what I was doing to my body and just how unhealthy it really was. So I graduate college, moved to San Francisco, working in tech, you know, classic nine to five at a tech startup. And I sign up for Equinox, um, which was right down the street from me. I also remember doing a couple Barry's bootcamp classes. Um, I had like a class pass membership or something. And I, this was the first time in my life that finally I wasn't running so much, but I got really into strength training. So, you know, I was doing boot camps, I was doing um, lots of strength training and lots of weights, and I was doing it before work. So I remember waking up at like 5 a.m., maybe, sometimes even like 4 30, um, and doing these boot camp classes before I would go into the office. And that seems totally healthy, right? Totally normal, supportive building muscle, girl power, except I would not let myself have a rest day. So I was doing, I remember going to, you know, Equinox group class. And then the next day I would go to Barry's boot camp, and I would just switch off group class Barry's. And I would maybe, maybe take one rest day, but that was rare. It was like one rest day every 
two weeks or something like that. Um, and it was only if I was like deathly hungover or I had a friend in town or something. Um, and I just felt like if I took a rest day, my muscles and I was going to just gain 100 pounds of fat overnight. And we know that that is could not be farther from the truth. Like rest days are so crucial and so important. And actually when you build muscle, because when you're working out, you're breaking down muscle and you need those rest days to build it back up. Um, but at the time, you know, I didn't know those things. So I was very anxious about my rest days. And I think this was really kind of my rock bottom, so to speak, because I was just burning the candle at both ends. I was working out way too much for my body. And especially for women, our hormones are so sensitive, um, so delicate. And so I lost my period pretty quickly from just overtraining. Um, and then, you know, my stress level just felt through the roof. So I would work out, go straight to work. I also, after I worked out, I would walk to work. So I would walk about a little over a mile each way to work um, in San Francisco with lots of hills and everything. Um, so I was like, I was just doing the most. I was really doing the most. Um, and I remember by like 1 or 2 p.m., I just hit a wall. And I felt like someone slipped me a Xanax, truly. Like it was so rough. And I wasn't a huge coffee drinker, but I started, you know, incorporating afternoon coffee into my routine um, just because I couldn't stay awake. And so that's when something really told me, you know, it was a red flag. My body was like, yo girl, you need to chill. Um, and my adrenals were just so shot. So that's when I started doing some research, um, dove into Reddit, which is really just, you know, the epicenter of the internet, um, and found a lot of you know, stories from women who had switched over to a more low impact, um, style of movement. So lots of Pilates and, um, strength training, but more a low impact style, you know, not as much high intensity boot camps, um, and found amazing benefits. And, you know, because I was still very obsessed with, um, the aesthetics and how I looked, I, you know, was so nervous of gaining weight from kind of switching over to these style workouts. Cause I felt, I just felt like a workout was like you're dripping in sweat and you're just demolished at the end of it. And these workouts were really promoting, you know, restorative and gentle. And I was like, so I was a huge skeptic. I'm like, this is not going to work. I'm going to get flabby as hell. I'm going to gain weight. Like I wasn't about it. And this was way before the Melissa Wood healths of the day who are, you know, low impact queens have rock and bods and, you know, really were preaching this. Um, there was none of those types of women out there for me to look to for inspiration. Um, and so I was really nervous to do this, but I did, you know, start to see a couple, um, Instagram influencers here and there that were sharing about it. And I was like, you know what, what's the worst thing that can happen? I hate it. I gain weight. I get flabby. I go back to my Barry's boot camp. Like I was so desperate at that point. I can't even explain to you just because I was literally falling asleep at work at one to 2 PM. Um, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to try this, see if how it goes. And I sign up for, um, a Pilates reformers class in, it was just on class pass in San Francisco. Um, I don't know if they're still around. It was a place called Pilates Republic and I loved it. I remember I just felt well, I, I loved it eventually. At first, I'm like getting ahead of myself here. At first, I remember going to a class and it was both at the same time, the hardest class I had ever taken and also the easiest, if that makes sense. So, I mean, 
if anyone has ever taken a Pilates class, you know, like, <laughs> that shit is no joke. It looks so gentle and dainty and delicate, but these bitches are strong as hell. Um, but I go in, you know, I go in and I'm used to lifting like really heavy weights and they're having me do all these tiny movements and lots of core. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so new to me, you know? And I walked out of there feeling, you know, feeling like it was a hard workout, but also feeling like I wasn't demolished. And, you know, I was barely breaking a sweat. And so I was really confused. I'm like, is this a good workout? I'm not sure. So I keep going to Pilates and, you know, starting to love it more and more, kind of get into my groove. And the first thing that I notice is just my energy levels throughout the day are so stable. Um, I wasn't falling asleep at, at work. You know, I was waking up in the morning, not feeling like I'd been hit by a Mack truck. Um, really so many benefits, you know, right out, right out of the gates. And I just felt like when I was walking around, my posture was so much better. I was standing taller. My core, you know, felt like rock solid. Um, and I just loved it. I loved all of the benefits that I was finding from it. But part of me was still missing that kind of sweaty endorphin rush that I got um, from the high intensity classes. And so I started to mix a couple of those in and I felt like I had a really good routine, except I was still treating exercise as a way to control my, my weight. I was still treating exercise as a way to burn off you know, bad things I'd eaten the night before or excess calories. And so it was still this really negative negative mindset and relationship around working out. Um, so it really wasn't until I started going to therapy and working more on my relationship with food that I realized my relationship with working out was also a problem. Um, and I never really talked to my therapist about my, you know, fitness obsession, but just a lot of those principles kind of translated over and, um, and just seeped into that part of my life too. So the first thing that I did was similar to like eating a fear food was I forced myself to not work out for two days in a row. And I know that sounds crazy. I know many of you probably haven't worked out, especially in quarantine. I mean, I know I haven't, you know, it's like I didn't work out for two months. <laughs> and so, but at the time it was so scary for me um, to go two days in a row. Cause I remember if I took one day off, it was like, you know, the next day I was right back at it. And so my number one tip for you, if you feel like you're struggling is treat it like eating a fear food. Do the thing <laughs> regarding exercise that scares the shit out of you. And if your current relationship with exercise is you don't have one, then try doing a class that you were too afraid to ever try, you know, and now everything's on Zoom. So it's even it's even less embarrassing or less, you know, scary because you're literally in your living room. You can turn off the video. It's fine. Um, but if your relationship with exercise was like mine and you, you know, f the scariest thing to you is not working out for a couple days in a row, do that. And it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. I know it sucks. I know it's scary as hell. But promise, I promise you, it is so worth it. Um, so that was the first thing I did was I forced myself to not work out for two days in a row. And I had to do it a couple times, I'm not gonna lie. I was freaking out the whole time. And then I realized, wow, when I take two days off, my next workout, when I come back, I feel amazing. I'm on fire, I have energy, my muscles aren't aching as I'm you know, lifting weight and burning out the same muscle. It was crazy. 
And so once I really started to build that trust with myself, I felt much more comfortable taking, you know, multiple rest days throughout the week. And so that leads me into my second tip, which is really, I mean, this is also so true with everything in life and also food, but listen to your body. So I used to be the type of person that would schedule workouts up the yin yang, right? I would, especially with, you know, things like class pass and stuff. Sometimes you have to schedule ahead of times to like get a spot in a popular class or whatever. I remember that was always the case with Barry's boot camp, especially in San Francisco. They were always sold out. Um, I digress, but I would schedule out my, you know, entire workout schedule for the week. And then, you know, Thursday came and I planned this on Sunday. I didn't know how I was going to feel on Thursday. And I had a really intense workout the day before, or maybe even a couple days before. And so I wake up Thursday, super sore. And I had booked for myself a, you know, full body shredder or something like crazy, like, you know, an intense like boot camp or something. And I was like, oh my God, just everything, you know, and just everything in your whole state of being is just screaming at you like, no, this is not the move, you know, stretch, drink some tea, (laughs) go for a walk. Like that just sounds so much better. Um, And in the past, you know, I would force myself to just push through it and I would hate it the whole time. So really tip number two is just listen to your body. And this is kind of a tip to be like a little, you know, sub bullet point, but, um, it is super nuanced. I know, you know, like when you wake up and you're supposed to work out that day and you're like, meh, I'm tired. But if you force yourself to do it, then you feel better. But sometimes you force yourself to do it and then you feel worse. So it really is trial and error. I mean, I definitely have not even mastered it. So I can't even give you advice on that. There are some days where, you know, I'm just, I know I'm being lazy and I'm like, meh, I want to stay in bed and scroll Instagram. And then the rest of the day, like I'm a grumpy bitch, right? But if I force myself to just, you know, maybe it's not do a boot camp, but just get outside and, you know, get some fresh ass air on my face, then I feel better. So it's totally, everyone's different. Um, but then there's times where I've forced myself to work out and like, I'm just super tired the whole time and I hate it. So again, it's nuanced, you know, listen to your body, but also, um, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to make the wrong decision sometimes. And that's okay. Which brings me to my last tip, which may be a little controversial because it's actually sort of weight loss advice, if that makes sense. Um, But it really helped me just separate this obsession with working out and burning calories and losing weight. And that tip is, it actually is very minimally effective um, if you're trying to lose weight to work out. Like, of course, you know, you burn calories working out, but I think a lot of us, vastly overestimate the amount of calories that we burn when we're working out. And so really, you know, if you are looking to lose weight, it comes down to your food, right? And nutrition and getting that dialed. Um, And so I'm not giving that as like weight loss advice, but more so just to calm your mind because, you know, I definitely felt like going for a run or, you know, busting my ass at the gym um, was burning, you know, thousands and thousands of calories when in reality, you know, depending on the workout and the intensity and the duration, you know, it could very well could be, but for many of us doing just, you know, an hour workout here and there, um, it probably isn't burning as many calories as you think. And so that should be really comforting for you. You know, it's, it's not this huge deal if you miss your workout, right? It's not the end of the world. You're not going to gain a million pounds overnight if you miss your three mile run. Um, 
And I think if that's the case and you have to work out that intensely in order to maintain your weight and your size, that's an issue, right? So you should take a look at that relationship and why have you, you know, made it so that you're so dependent on your workout schedule and also measuring your worth, you know, um, based on how much you move your body. It's just, they're two completely separate entities. Um, so hopefully that tip made sense. It makes sense in my head, but let me know if it didn't resonate. I'm happy to expand on it. But basically feeling like, you know, you don't burn that many calories working out, so you might as well enjoy it. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't have to be this big thing that you do every day and you force yourself to do because you hate it. Enjoy it. Enjoy what you do. Um, and I know that was my, I said that was my last tip, but I just thought of one more. Um, so tip number four is actually the last tip. Um, find a workout that you enjoy. I know it's like the most basic bitch cliche tip, but it is so true and it's so simple because it's just the truth. Um, you know, I'm guilty of this. I have been looking on Instagram, seeing a bunch of people do, okay, let's take bar. For example, I fucking hate bar. I, I think part of it is like, it's just really hard for me. Um, I'm not very, you know, naturally flexible. I was never like a dancer. I feel like a lot of these bar girls are ex dancers, nothing against bar. If you're a bar instructor listening, you know, all, all the power to you. Um, I just personally <laughs> have tried it so many times and there's been periods where it wasn't terrible, but long story short, I, I don't like it. And I kept forcing myself to do it because, you know, you see it on Instagram. It's kind of cutesy and trendy and whatever. Um, it's similar to Pilates where it feels very feminine. And, um, I mean, that shit sucks for me. Like I hate it every second. I'm like, God, I can't wait till this is over. Meanwhile, boxing, kickboxing, you know, I love it. I love getting my aggression out. You know, sometimes if I'm really mad at Eric, it just feels good to punch something. Um, but some people hate it, you know, maybe it's too intense for you. So it really is knowing yourself, um, you know, knowing what your body responds well to. And then also of course, day by day, how your body's feeling, um, and what you're really craving in that day. So, that is kind of my spiel on exercise and movement. Um, hopefully you found something that was of value to you. Um, again, if you have any feedback, questions, concerns, um, shoot me an email, alliatqueen.co. And then um, you can also DM me on Instagram at avoqueen. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Love you and I will see you soon.